Welcome to the Popcorn Wine Down with Tammy and Eddie. Grab your popcorn, get yourself a glass of wine, and come hang out with us as we discuss TV shows, movies, music, and pop culture. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week. We will be re oh, fuck. You about to say we will be reviewing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Three, two, one, let's get it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week as we will be winding down the shit show that was the year 2020. So, what? It was a shit show of a year. I agree. I definitely agree. But hopefully we'll be able to find some bright spots as we recount um, some of our favorite movies, TV shows, songs, and just some of the top stories that dominated the news um, in this, I don't even know how to describe this year. There's so many adjectives that come to mind. So shit show has been my favorite. That's what I'm sticking with. So what, <laughs> so what about you? Um, how would you describe this year? Like if you could choose one word. What would you say? Hell. <laughs> Short and simple, to the point. That's what I like. Yeah, I mean, you know, this whole year has been fully, I want to say destroyed. Like, there were some bright spots. And, of course, you know, um, we'll talk about um, some of those bright spots. But um, overall, like, the amount of things that we had planned this year that was just canceled, 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 canceled. And you don't even know when you can reschedule. That is just, and then my birthday was during COVID. So <laughs> that made it worse because, yeah, it was a it, it was a um, milestone birthday and I wasn't able to celebrate it the way that I had planned to celebrate it. So yeah, shit show. I second that name. <laughs> um, one of my favorites, and I know you're going to laugh at this as I say it, but of course, the dictionary.com, the word of the year. <laughs> I think it was actually Miriam and Webster. You know, I follow several dictionaries. I follow them all. But the word of the year was pandemic. And as you were going through the list, I'm like, no, the word of the year sh- probably should have been canceled. Like everything <laughs> yes, was just canceled. Everything. Everything and everyone has been canceled this year. So um, I'm going to submit. I don't know if it's too late, but I will submit that as the runner up. So that's the popcorn <laughs> wind down word of the year. Canceled. canceled. <laughs> um, yeah, it, 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 it's been truly a year. But um, I guess, you know, what can I say? As we've learned, um, life does go on. And we, we'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit later. So. Um, kicking this off, what were some of your top news stories of the year? Okay, so like, you know, we definitely, we have the top 10 list um, that, of course, will be on the website. Plug, 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 the popcornwindown.com. <laughs> you, you can catch the full list. We'll be releasing the full list um, later on this week. 
on the on the website. So yeah, De- definitely. Um, but the three that I think um, I definitely want to mention that's on my list. So the first is um, I want to say one of the saddest moments of this 2020 year. Um, of course, we we've had a lot of we've lost a lot of people, and um, there's been a lot of like shit happening all year but the saddest moment for me all year in 2020 was when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died (laughs) Um, and that was definitely the saddest saddest moment but it was one of the news stories that just hit me so so hard if you listen you definitely heard me when I mentioned it Um, I don't even know which episode it was but yeah, that yeah, that definitely hit me hard. So I definitely have to mention um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace, Grandma. Um, <laughs> another one was Dynamite hitting number one. Like the excitement of seeing BTS hit number one on the Billboard charts, not once but twice in a row, and then come back the fourth week and hit it again. Um, was just absolutely amazing and then to do it again for savage love and then to do it again for life goes on so (laughs) that was definitely a significant uh news story uh for me uh and then the last one is one of my rants so (laughs) we'll talk about it later but you know like how we have popcorn wind down moments that just stick out and one of those moments was the huge rant that I went through when I went off on Jason Derulo <laughs> over him not uh, acknowledging the fact that BTS got him to number one. He didn't do it himself because he only could get up to number eight. Wait, hold up. Sorry. I'm about to go into my rant again. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> my bad. My bad. Bring it back. Bring it back, Tammy. <laughs> but those three stories were definitely significant to me. You know, in addition to the other seven that is going to be on the website, the popcornwindown.com. Plus, but plus. Um, for, the, for those three, I just had to mention those because sad, great achievement, and then pissed off. <laughs> so <laughs> you had all the emotions just hitting with those three stories alone. All the emotions. Yeah. Um, RBG, that one was um it hurts and it just it hurts from the perspective that she was she was an amazing woman um she was an icon but also the the and I I hate to sound crass about it but we if we're being honest the political consequences and a political fallout which we are going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives um because of how they filled her seat and we still haven't really seen the full ramifications of that yet you know and so much is going to change because of that so um her legacy her legacy will live on but in a way um because of what happened afterwards it will it was destroyed it was destroyed it will also be tarnished so that one um yes bts uh, as much as you know how much we love BTS, you know this is not the last time they're going to be mentioned throughout nope. this show <laughs> or the history of the popcorn wind down. Um, yeah, so I, I that was also a big moment too. Um, truly excited for them and um, Derulo. I'm gonna let you handle that one. <laughs> um, I went off. <laughs> you went off. What's for another me, one that you would mention then? <laughs> um, if we're gonna go with news stories that just kind of and I I think 
if I look back, um, this is one that probably shaped the year. And, you know, we, unfortunately, we lose people all the time. And um, it just goes back to the beginning of the year. And I, I just remember thinking, wow. Um, and something told me at that moment that this was just the beginning, but you don't know how to, I can't really quite put into words that this is going to make sense. But for me, um, if I have to pick one loss of a new story, it would be the loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gianna, and the helicopter crash. And, um, you know, it, it was just sad because all the families and all the people, and then it was Kobe. And just that morning or the night before, he was tweeting about LeBron breaking his scoring record. And um, and then you just think, wow, like that, that one hit different. And it kind of it kind of shaped up like, damn, 2020 is starting off like this. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and you think that's a rock bottom moment. Like you think that's going to be one of the saddest. But it was only the beginning. Years. It was only the beginning. And it was just like, what? <laughs> and this year has seemed like a fucking decade, if I'm being honest. Like, I know 2021 isn't going to bring automatic relief, but just to say we can finally turn a page and get out of 2020, <laughs> which has seemed yes. like a hundred years in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, Kobe's death, um, that, that was one of my top news stories. Um, you know, I'm a political junkie, um, and a news junkie. So I'm just going to loop it up here because I can't recount all of them. But when you go down the list, um, I'm just going to put in, uh, the, the Mango Mussolini scandals, like all his fucking scandals, like, um, you can take that back to the four years, but whenever someone mentions them, you're like, damn, all this stuff that just, that's happened. Um, so all of that, um, like I said, I can't even think of just one because it's just a list. And it's a list. too many, like it's to, too to many. focus on one, every single one of them were significant. If it was any other time, I think it would have been a huge deal, but yeah, but with I'm it gonna, for four years. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick the impeachment. And what I'm going to say is, for that, the reason why I picked the impeachment, just picking one, is because um, of the utter failure of co- Congress and one particular branch of Congress, and that is the Senate, that has, um, they have, I would charge them with a dereliction of duty, especially Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Um and everything that's happened because of this, we we would not be in this position if they would have just done their fucking job um, and acted as the check that they needed to um, on that on that whole situation. So, like, you don't want to get into Derulo. You know, I could po- talk politics and all this for hours. But <laughs> so that would be my second news story. Um, and there's so much that's happened in the entertainment world. And we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff later. So. Um, I'm going to also have to stick with politics on my next one and kind of lump them all up into this one. I think the stories, they all kind of connect. And that is our future president, number 46, and his running mate and our future vice president, Joan Kamala, um, the dream team, uh, you know, um, they have their work cut out for them. But uh, just from the fact that he picked her, he was able to put aside the contentiousness of their um, of the primaries and choose her as his running mate. Um, and then they won the election, despite what their 
talking about on Earth 2 and all of that bullshit. <laughs> and then just to this week, them being named the Time Persons of the Year. Yeah, um, definitely. So I think that the those are some of my top news stories. Um, and like I said, for the full and complete list, check us out on the popcornlinedown.com. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I would, you know, it's kind of hard when you go through the news looking for stuff that was Tom, that was, uh, that was upbeat. And it's funny, neither one of us mentioned that probably the top news story, the thing that has dominated the news the whole year. And that is that bitch Rona. (laughs) See, and, 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 you know, spoiler, Rona is definitely on my list, um, and it's high up on the list, but I, I kind of, you know, um, even though it you was don't... significant to our year, I think the ones that I mentioned, because it was, it, it hits all emotions on those three that I mentioned that I was just like, I'm going to just leave Rona for when you go on the site. Cause we, we should know like Rona's definitely going to have to be on that list, but yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, cause, no cause more she... attention than it needs. Yeah. Cause as you, as we talk about this, it's like you cannot talk about this year or anything related to this year without talking about Rona because she's hit, she's affected every single thing, everything. So um, yeah, I I was just, I was just thinking about wow, it's amazing neither one of us put that or just you know mentioned that story um, <laughs> individually, but this um, is more upbeat. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got. I'm glad we started off with the news. News. Yeah, you know. yeah. Now let's get um, to the good stuff. <laughs> the good stuff. So this year has been affected. Like we've we've talked a lot about how we both love movies, and I think this kind of started from our love of movies and just talking about movies and talking about TV shows and yeah, you know, um, our friendship started like you know through uh, through work. Um, the day job. And then um, as we got to know each other through the day job, we, we we found that we had a lot in common, like movies, and then we became movie buddies and all of that. And so um, let's start off with that one. Uh, what were some of your top movies? And that's one of the things I miss the most, going to the movies. We've talked okay, about that so, before. I, yeah, and I, I definitely agree because um, I guess mo- we would say movies was our... Um, original connector and then uh, we just kind of went from there because then we realized like we're both political junkies and, you know and and just kind of went from there but um the uh three movies that I do want to mention like of course um you know we I have my top 10 but I do want to say that the movies that are in my top 10 majority of them did not actually come out in 2020 um which kind of, you know, shows you that 2020 was just a complete fuck up. Uh, but the three was first, Hamilton. Um, Hamilton came out, what was that, June? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Hamilton came out in June. And I swear, like, it was an absolute phenomenon. But I sat down and I would watch Hamilton from morning until night over and over and over again learning the songs the lyrics how they moved seeing something new every single time I watched it like I got Disney plus just for (laughs) just to watch Hamilton um and then just ended up keeping it but yeah Hamilton is definitely there 
And then I also mentioned to all the boys I've loved too. Um, I one of my guilty pleasures is uh teen movies, like teen romance movies, because it's just cutesy and you know it's gonna end really well. But at the same time, like I'm gonna enjoy watching it. So to all the boys I've loved uh, too, I actually really really enjoyed it. My favorite scene is the breakup scene that I've watched multiple times just on how good it was. And then the last one is a movie that came out, I want to say in the late 80s, early 90s. But it is my number one Christmas movie of all time. Me and my mother watch it every single Christmas. Um, And people don't think it's a Christmas movie, but it is. And that movie is Die Hard. So I can watch Die Hard over and over again. And Die Hard will always be one of my top 10 movies of all time. It is an absolute classic so I put it on my list because during when, you know, I was really feeling down because of COVID, um, I would just watch Die Hard and it always made me feel good because I just, I, I love the action and the comedy of it. And yeah, I could just watch that movie over and over again. So those would be the three that I would mention. Although I do have seven more that are just as interesting, but those three are my, the ones I want to talk about. Yeah, um, Hamilton, I have to agree with you. Hamilton is amazing. And um, a couple of years ago, I want to say, um, as a birthday present, um, my mom took me to see the show. Um, and it was amazing in person. It wasn't the original cast. It wasn't that lucky. Um, it, you know, it was one of their, uh, it was the show in Chicago. And it was just as good. It was amazing. But, and I'd always said, even before, that I wish that they had filmed, I wish that we would be able to see a movie or release a movie version with the original cast of Hamilton. And they, when they finally did, when I found out that that was coming out, I was so excited. And um, I loved it. And I'm with you. I've watched, it's something I can watch over and over again, just kind of like listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. And um, Hamilton, it was amazing. And that was also one of my top three. So um, shout out to Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh, amazing. Can't wait to see In the Heights. Um, oh my God, yes. Comes out next summer, right? Yeah, and it, it's Fingers on the crossed. Warner please, Brothers. Please, please. <laughs> it's on the Warner Brothers slate. So, uh, you know, it's going to be on HBO Max. Yes. They, they are still getting a lot of fallout. Like, I think now that the shock has worn off, a lot of people are um, speaking not very positively about that. Um, so we'll see. But yes. Um, and I, I, I loved Hamilton. I did. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, I love Broadway plays and I hate musical movies, but I love musicals like on the stage. Like I love going to see actual musicals in in theaters, like where they're supposed to be seen on stage. I don't know. I'm weird like that. But um my other favorite movie, uh, one of my top movies of the year, just because I love the series and I am a huge fan and it really was the last sense of normalcy that we had for this shit show of a year, uh, was Bad Boys for Life. Um, not only was it a great movie and a much needed improvement on the second installment in the franchise, but it was the last time um even if the movie had sucked, I would still put it on the list just for the sense of nostalgia. And just, it was the last time that we all went to the movies. 
we all went to the movies, we hung out, and that was just a great night. It was one of the last few bits of normalcy that we had this year. But the movie was great. Um, I remember when it came out, um, my mom and I watched it together. I was like, you know, she likes action movies too. And I'm like, have you seen Bad Boys for Life? So um, we watched it um, during the Rona times and, you know, so I love it. And uh, the original Bad Boys is on my, <laughs> I'm glad you said it because not all my movies, obviously, because 2020 has been such a horrible year that there haven't been a lot of new releases to come out. But um, you said Die Hard was one of your go-to movies. Um, the original Bad Boys is one of my go-to movies. Yeah. And I, and my friends know, like, if I'm feeling just down, like, when they call and say, what are you doing? I'm, like, watching Bad Boys. And they're, like, oh, shit, what's wrong? <laughs> and I'm, like, <laughs> that'll be the first thing they ask. And I'm, like, no, it's just I wanted to watch it or something like that. Um, and another one of my other go-to movies, which is on my list, um, and just because it's the 20th anniversary and um, I – like I ever need an excuse to watch this movie, but this is the movie that can get you through life, and that is Remember the Titans. Oh yes, you know, um, that, that, those I, are some life lessons right there in that movie. <laughs> yes, and I love that movie, and that's one of the movies that I will watch. I don't care if it's on regular TV with the commercials. Uh-huh. Whenever I see Remember the Titans, I stop, no matter where it is in that movie, and I will watch it. And then sometimes I'll even just go pull it out and watch it from the very beginning. Just because, you know? (laughs) Just because it's Remember the Titans. And that movie still, especially with everything that happened this year, um, all of the protests, all of the racial um, discord and um, injustice and all of that, that movie still remains so poignant. Um, And... I yeah so that is that is one of my other go-tos and simply because it's the it was the 20th anniversary and I watched it again and just because it's remember the titans and it's been that type of year where it's one of those movies I could have watched every day and been okay um that is also on my list and just a side note you know they're changing the name of the school um those who don't know it's based on a true story and they're changing the name of the school because TC turns out that TC Williams, the original TC Williams, was a diehard racist. So um, how yeah. did they not know that all this time? Well, you know, it was Virginia in the 1970s, and Virginia it was one of the last states to really desegregate. So um, yeah, it, 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 I think if if we go through and have that reckoning, the real reckoning that we need, a lot of schools and a lot of places would change their names um, just based on things like that. You know, um, it came out yesterday that Johns Hopkins um, actually owned slaves. So <laughs> I don't know what that means for the medical, for the hospital and the in the medical school and all that. But, you know, that's one of those prestigious names. Um, if they look too far into it. They don't have to brown brown university he owned slaves so we'll see or um he was really big into the slave trade and the lloyds of london all that kind of stuff like i said i can that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can go down um so yeah but for the full list again check out the popcornwindown.com plug 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 (laughs) um so another one of our passions and loves um I think after we got through movies, uh, we connected and bonded over the fact that we like a lot of the same TV shows. Yes, but I want to hear what the three that you would talk about first. Um, <clears throat> goodness. Okay, so one of my favorites is one that you recommended, and I love the show. And 
I'm going to watch it again over the holidays just because it was so good. And that was it in one class. I loved it. Um, and it, it was just amazing. It's a Korean drama. Um, it wasn't my first Korean drama, but um, I'm just going to be honest. To me, a lot of the Korean dramas are kind of like Lifetime movies. It's not that I don't like them. It's just that in um, Lifetime movies, they become a little formulaic for me. And, you know, kind of like the Lifetime Hallmark movie, you, you get this, you get that, the love, the romance of it all. So um, I, I, I was kind of like, okay, um, if I'm going to watch it, then there has to be something to it, something more. And it one class left something more. It was really, really, really good. Um, the acting, the plot, everything, it was amazing. So um, it one class is definitely one of my top shows from the year. Thank you for recommending it. You're welcome. Um, and I should just throw this in here. This is this doesn't count as one of my top three, but you know, every day I watch General Hospital, so <laughs> it should be in your top because you watch it every day. I do, and it gets me through every day. How dare like, you not put pre- that on your list? It's on my list. I'm just saying I, it's not one I'm going to. I'm oh, just putting it out there right now. But you still haven't mentioned it though. <laughs> Yeah, it's not one for general discussion, but of course it's on my list. Like General Hospital, um, I get pissed off when it's when it's preempted. I'm like, why did y'all preempt General Hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Like for real, like the nerve. But yeah, so General Hospital, um, I and that kind of made quarantine. And I loved it, and it made quarantine hard when um, they actually ran out of episodes. But I understood why. And so I was really excited um, when Soaps went back into production. I wanted them to go back safely, and they found a way to work it out. But, um, yeah, General Hospital is just one of my mainstays, so, of course. Um, but one show that I really, really, really liked, um, there are several shows that were top of the year that I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and so I, I want to um, – I have them on a different list and that's because on streaming I have it's something weird I have enough shows that I have to watch by the week so if it's on streaming I usually wait to the end of the season so I can just go back and watch them all at one time Um, but one show that I did watch was the new Perry Mason and it was amazing and that is on on HBO Max and it was really good and it kind of went back to before Perry Mason became this hotshot lawyer when he was just a, a low-life private detective, and it shows how he became a lawyer. Um, and it has, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now, but he was in The Americans, um, and he was in that show Brothers and Sisters, and he's the English actor. Oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Anyway, um, it was really good, so I enjoyed Perry Mason. And um, another show that um, has just captured, I have a list of so many, and I don't know which one I should mention, but I am going to say, um, if I had to recommend a show that I don't think has gotten enough credit, that would be Pennyworth. And I know you tried watching it. Did you try watching it? I did. I couldn't get through it. Yeah, I loved it. It just kind of tells the backstory of Alfred from um, Batman and his butler. And you've always thought there was something more to Alfred, especially in the later iterations of Batman. And this, it shows that there really was. And it shows how he came to be Batman's butler and a part of the family. And um, 
Yeah. So, of course, uh, for the full list, you know where to look. But those would probably be my mm, top three-ish, four-ish. And that, that's where I'm going to stop because, yeah, I could keep going on, on this list. Like what about you? This will be the list. <clears throat> I'm sure that there's going to be others. But this will be the one list where we may not share any any shows. <laughs> Probably not. Um, even though we can talk about TV just as much as we can talk about movies, I think our TV taste is very, very different compared to our movie taste, um, which would be more similar. But I am going to go international with my TV shows that I'm going to mention. And I'm actually going to mention what my number one show was. Um, so I believe it was last year is when I really got into this series. There is a new Norwegian series called Scam, And um, it was like a big deal. It's this whole like teen drama where they release clips. Um, and that's how the show um, goes. So if something is happening at 11 p.m., that is when they're going to release the clip of that scene that happens at 11 p.m. They're going to release it at 11 p.m. And um, I got really into it very late in the game. But there is many different countries that have their own version of this Norwegian series that really started there. Spain has theirs. Ger um, Germany has their own. Belgium has their own. Um, France has their own. Well, I got into it and I would have to say my number one TV show of 2020 was Scam, um, the Belgium version. And I just absolutely loved it. Like I watched, I watched season one, season two, season three. I watched season four. Like I was addicted to it. I would watch them over and over and over again. So um, that was definitely my number one TV show of the year because it was like my general hospital. Like how you can't go a day without your general hospital. Like I was anticipating the clips being released um, for this series. So I just absolutely love it. Um, and then the next series that I want to mention is what got me into Korean dramas. Um, so, of course, we know I got into Korean dramas from, you know, it was kind of a trickle effect of BTS. But I watched this show called K2. And it's not really a drama. It's more of action um, and intrigue. And I just loved it. And from there, it was kind of I went down a rabbit hole and I have never, never come back out of that rabbit hole. I've just gone deeper and deeper. Um, but K2 was definitely really, really um, good. Um, it was with one of the top actors in Korea and yeah, <laughs> I just loved it. And then my last one was Love, Victor. I love the movie Love, Simon. And I remember like that was one of the only movies where when I mentioned it to my kids, they actually like would have a full conversation with me about it. Like they'd be like, yeah, miss, like you saw this thing. And so with that was just like, oh, wow, like this. It's not just me that loves this. So when I heard the TV show was coming out, I was just like, I was so, so excited. And then it ended up being our first official show that we um, we posted for um, the Popcorn Wind Down. So Love, Victor oh. definitely is, I guess, going to be one of our iconic moments. <laughs> Seeing as how it was the first one that we really focused on. So those are the three. Although, of course, I have others. 
But those three definitely stand out for me on how significant they were for me in 2020. Well, love, you were wrong. Love, Victor is on my list. Oh, um, yeah, you got it. Top 10. So um, it, it was a phenomenal show. So, uh, yeah, I think we might have more in common on that list than you think. But we do have shows in common like Chicago PD and All American. And, you know, we watch some of the same TV shows. Um, but, yeah. Uh, all right. This one is going to mostly be all you. Uh, I have some moments, <laughs> but you you've fallen down this rabbit hole more than I have in a way. Like we, we went through different, we went through different versions of it. Like I went through one end, you went through the other. But <laughs> that is the top K-pop moments. Like you could recite K-pop bands and moments. I have certain ones that I stick to, I like, and then. I'm off into other Korean music, like indie and hip hop and uh, Korean R&B. We should have just named this like the top 10, like, um, Korean culture, like, moments or something. Yeah, because, you know, um, I, yeah, K-pop is like, okay, yeah, I like this group, okay, and I'll, I'll go for the music and you go for like everything else. Yeah. I'm the the background story um, and everything like that. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely start it off. What I do want to say is that um, I, I did kind of bear off with my list when I really thought about it. um, I started to really think about like Korean culture because that is the rabbit hole that I really fell into. Um, It's kind of like, I felt like BTS was the gateway drug. It is. Yeah, they are. and you know, from from falling in love with BTS, then I kind of just fell in love with Korean drama and Korean hip hop, and like, and then from there we just kind of went all different directions, and but we always end up at the same spot though. But um, so one um moment that I do want to mention, I didn't, I, it's not on my list, but when I really really think about it, on how much um I've fallen into the rabbit hole of Korean culture. Um, I discovered an actor that I absolutely love. I have watched every single one of his TV shows, um, except for one of them that is on my list that I definitely have to get through over um winter break. But um it's Lee Min Ho. And he is like the number one actor in Korea and he is phenomenal. I I just love him. He did one of the series that he's in is called King Eternal Monarch. That's also on my um, top 10 TV shows. And yeah, he, he's like a whole, it's like how BTS is like a whole world of their own. Like that's Lee Minho. <laughs> like he's a world of his own in the TV and film industry in Korea. But he's also international because he's all over Asia. He's moving into Europe and he's been cast in his first American film. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, but my other moments is um, mentioned before for news stories, but BTS hitting number one for three songs with Dynamite, Savage Love, and then Life Goes On. And the fact that to hit Dynamite, an all English single, then Savage Love, which was not actually their song, but they made it number one. And then Life Goes On, the first Korean single to ever hit number one on the Billboard charts, like world domination, (laughs) okay? Um, So definitely one of the most monumental moments in K-pop. Another one was In The Soup. Um, In The Soup kind of 
opened my eyes to the other members because you focus on the ones that you really, really love. But um, the one member that stood out for both of us, I would assume, is Precious. <laughs> Jen, like, just, I was just like, dang, like, protect Precious at all costs. <laughs> like, that, that was the statement that we kept saying. So I want to say, like, just seeing them hang out with each other um, in the forest, basically, uh, which is what the name of the show is, actually. <laughs> um, but hanging out with each other in the forest, in the house, just them, minimal um, um, faculty, not faculty, <laughs> minimum, uh, what am I what's the word staff staff thank you uh minimal staff and them just kind of being one with nature i think that was a great great decision made by big hit um on on doing that to keep them out there and so they didn't retreat into oblivion because of covid um so definitely that was great and then my third moment that i want to mention is zico Zico and Big Hit. Big Hit buying Zico's label um, after he goes to the military. <laughs> so <laughs> he has about two years. I know. I think he actually is going for longer. So he may be there for about three years while Big Hit is in, I guess, now control of his label. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do with his label, even though like he's really not fully 100% participating in that. So those are my three K-pop moments that I had. See, all of them weren't BTS. <laughs> they were all BTS adjacent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They were Big Hit adjacent. Uh, <laughs> big Hit adjacent. Well, the Zico thing, I think the writing was on the wall. There were the rumors. But then when I think about it, I'm like, okay, Zico participating in Island, you know, um, and I'm sure that he... I'm sure that when he gets out of the military, he and his crew are still, he's going to be back in full control of his label as far as how it's run and the type of artist he puts out and all that kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Zico's one of my favorite uh, favorites and um, Crush and, you know, Crush and Dean and all of them. So I, I'm looking forward to when their military time is over because Crush is in the military now too. Um and them getting back together as Fancy Child and, uh, you know, releasing something fully. And hopefully by then, Dean will release a full album or be ready to. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, my top stories uh, are probably more BTS-centric just because, um, well, no, Korean culture in general, you know. Um, Korean, it, it's really kind of taken over, and uh, there was a story that I did on the wine, on the on the news on the wind down, um, just about how it's it's not just BTS. They they're probably the gateway drug to everybody, but I want to shout out and start with mine is Parasite, um, Paras Parasite sweeping the Oscars was fucking phenomenal, and no one thought it would happen. Um, there was that there was that little possibility like okay the fact that parasite was nominated for best film i was like okay yeah that's cool they got their they got their gimme nomination but because they were already nominated for it was already nominated for best foreign film everyone knew parasite was going to win best foreign or international film which it did but when it won best film um or film of the year that was amazing. So that I think that also started the um, the Korean culture takeover, the Korean culture domination. 
outside apart from BTS. And Parasite is phenomenal. I still haven't, I don't know why you can watch everything else, <laughs> but you still haven't watched Par- Parasite. I'm working on that. Maybe in 2021, I can finally get you to watch Parasite. Yeah, let's, let's not um, hold out hope for that. <laughs> but yeah, so that for me was a big story in and of itself. Um, the film was amazing. Um, and Bong Joon-ho, has, he was one of my favorite directors. And um, so that was exciting. Um, falling down the, this whole, um, the rabbit hole of BTS have been... a up until this year, I was more of a casual fan. You know, I liked BTS. I, I would tell everyone, you need to listen to BTS. You need to listen to BTS. And people would be like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no, for real, they, they're they really good. But this year, it's just become like, yeah, I can admit, I'm full on ARMY. Okay. Um, but yeah, Zim, everything you said. Um, but also, this week. Um, I'm not sure I understand. Also, this week, they were named uh, Time. Uh, entertainer of the year so that was phenomenal and that was a big deal so shout out to bts on that. world domination and world domination continues and um yeah that's probably i see i can limit it to two because mostly everything else is going to have to continue to go on with bts um so that is my extent of it those two things parasite and um, bts is continued takeover but um, I can also say that the Korean culture is more than just those two things. And um, I really hope people um, start watching some of the shows on Netflix and um, the movies that are coming out and listening to other artists, um, because they really do have some talented artists in Korea making some great music and doing some um, phenomenal things. So, and speaking of that, that's a perfect, perfect segue <laughs> into our next category. Um music songs as you know i love music um if i'm not doing anything else i always have music playing in the background um and i will listen to anything um someone asked me my favorite genre of music and i'll just say good and they'll look at me like i'm crazy i'm like no um if, as long as it's good music and i can listen to it then i listen to Ooh, it i don't care what it is i will always tell classical. them classical will never get me oh see Classical, I love classical music. Debussy is one of my favorites. Um, so I, I love, I love put that on the music. PW PWD moments. Yeah, um, Claire de Lune. It, it it's a phenomenal song, but I I love classical music. And um, you know, we were talking about this earlier. As someone who suffers from migraines, uh, sometimes that is the only thing that I can listen to because it will it is just. Um, it's very calming and very soothing. Um, I love jazz music. Um, so I, I, I'll listen to anything. And so what was, uh, what were some of your, because you don't talk about this a lot. The one, the one thing that I can't get you to open up a lot about, um, <laughs> we have our love of BTS and we have our love of GOT7. But aside from just basically Korean music, I cannot get you to open up about music. And I don't know why. <laughs> So this is going to be very interesting. I'm going to say this is going to be a learning moment, not just for our <laughs> no, audience, it's but not. for myself it's as not, well. It's not that like. Um, <laughs> okay. Like getting her to talk about music is like getting trying to get the CIA to get classified information from the CIA. Okay, so I will give you that. I don't. I don't share my music taste. Um, 
ever. Like that's kind of like I just kind of let that be fully your thing <laughs> and you're in full control of the music aspects of um this whole new venture um adventure that we're on music. I'm just like that's that's your thing, Eddie. <laughs> like you you do you boo. Um <laughs> But um, you know what, what I'll do, I'm going to do something a little bit different for um, the top 10 songs that I chose. I'm going to name all the top 10 songs. I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I will name um, my top 10 songs. Um, you'll be surprised to know, like there, there's a lot of K-pop on there though. But um, so my number one song is Confidence by X Ambassadors. Um, then Wandering Romance by Lai Ning. Um, Sorry, I'm Not Sorry by Monster X. Savage Love by BTS because I refuse to give the other person credit. Um, <laughs> Summer Hate by Zico, which is his last single before he went to the military. Burn It by August D. Um, I Love You by Haley Stanfield. Feld. Um, Savage Remix, Megan Thee Stallion. Poison by Got7. And then Dance Monkey by Tones and I. Um, but the significant ones is um, Wandering Romance. So this goes back to my favorite TV show, which I said was um, Scam, and the Belgium um, name for it is WT Fox, right? <laughs> so, so they kind of did a play on words um, for the, for them. And Wandering Romance is part. It's like the theme song for my favorite season of that show, which was season three. Um, and I played that over and over again. It's actually in my top 20 so- um, 2020 songs on Spotify, just because I like played the crap out of that song. Um, sorry, I'm Not Sorry by Monster X. Um, one reason why I love that song is because um, the talent of every single member, like their rappers that are supposed to be just their rappers can actually sing. Um, so they can carry a tune. And not to hate on BTS, but RM can't sing to save his life. So, um, and Sugar is, eh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, J-Hope is the vocalist. But um, they can actually sing. So they can sing, they can rap, they can dance. Um, they write the songs for, for their group. So I love that song. Like, that just hits me emotionally every single time. A Savage Love, because wasn't that one of the first times I really appreciated JK? <laughs> I yeah. started to like really appreciate JK after the concert. But um when Savage Love came out, I was just like, yo, I think I like JK now. Like he's pretty cool. Like, yeah, my, my love for him grew. And then Savage remakes just because I mean, come on, like you play this every time. Like you feeling a little down about yourself, just play the Savage remakes. Like just just listen to it. Just just play it over and over again and there is no way you can continue to be depressed or feel down just listening to that song it boosts me up every single time i play it so those are the songs that really really um stand out um for me on my list although i do love all the ones i mentioned those songs really stood out for me what about you because i know you i'm I'm waiting for you because you're actually like in this whole music thing so yeah this was probably believe it or not the hardest list for me to make and I still don't know how to narrow it down (laughs) um 
I, I have a whole list. So I will tackle some of yours and then just mention some of mine. So um, I'm going to let you know right now, by the time, hopefully by the time we release the list, I will have narrowed it down. But um, the easiest one to start with will probably be the one that was my top on my Spotify list for 2020. And I did not realize it at the time, but that was my time um, from uh, JK or BTS. And I'm like, really? Um, and I went back and I'm like, okay, well, when did I listen to And it tells you the first time you listened to the song. And the first time I listened to it was when it came out on the album, when the album was released way back in February. And I'm like, See, okay. See, you were already and, before I even knew about them. <laughs> and, well, yeah, I, I, I'm the one who told you, hey, check out BTS. And it took you a while before you listened to me, but I guess you were bored during Rona and you finally... So, um, but I just love that song. And um, it's just something about reclaiming your time. I'm very, very protective of my time. Um, I tell people all the time, um, I would rather waste and lose my money than my time. Um, because it's, it's the most, we think of it as um, an infinite commodity and it's not. It's something that I can't get back. Once, once it's gone, once it's wasted, I can't get that moment back. So. I'm very particular about how I spend my time and with whom I spend my time. And I, you know, and there are moments that I kind of like him, there are moments that you wish you can have back, things you wish you could do differently, um, moments that just kind of get away from you. So um, I can really, for different reasons, um, it's about his lost childhood, but um, there are diff for different reasons, I can really relate to that song. And I love, love that song. Um, it was my top played song of the year. Um, another one is something that's pretty controversial. And I, I love Megan Thee Stallion. Savage Remix did make it to my list, her with the Queen Bee. But I'm going to go with another song that she released this year with Cardi B called WAP. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's the, called Wet Ass Pussy. And the song is raunchy. It's just as raunchy as you've heard it is. And the song is, um, but it's amazing. And I know it was so controversial. Um, and it was one of those songs that, you know, people were dogging them as women talking about what they like sexually. And I'm like, well, if it was a man talking about jamming his, you know, his dick into a woman's wet ass pussy, then it would be okay. But God forbid a woman take control of her own body and her own sexuality and own it, then she's all these horrible things. So just from the statement itself, um, I love that song. And I love the, you know, so... I, that's why I chose that song. It's like the biggest F you like, yes, I am in control of my body and um, I can say what I like and I can do what I like. And this is how I like it. And this is how I want it. And um, I'm sexualizing myself. I'm not, you know, so yeah, I could go off on a rant about that one, but I love that song. Um, I also love the song that you put on the list, Burn It, August D and Max. Um, when I heard that whole CD, I, I went crazy for it, but that was probably one of the songs that stand out. I just wanted to co-sign on that song. Um, but I'm going to probably have to choose the one that I want to talk about um, is Life Goes On. And I, as I talked about in our episode, I, I, I think I intentionally lowered my expectations for B. Um, and life goes on just because I didn't want to automatically like it just because it was BTS, if that makes sense. I wanted to actually be, try to be um, 
as impartial as possible uh, when it came to that song. But it was so much better um, than I could even imagine, even for BTS. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a soothing pillow or a blanket. And it just lets you know that, yeah, life does continue to go on. And um, I, I don't know, I, it's just a song I, I never get tired of hearing. Um, I have to stop myself from playing it sometimes and try to go to different things. I had to put B on the shelf for a moment because I could listen to that every day, the whole <laughs> album, it's just amazing. Um, but that is one of the songs that just here recently that just kind of sticks out. Um, like I said, this is a very, very hard list. I haven't come close to finalizing it. Um, when I was even writing it, those are not the songs that I said I was going to talk about today. <laughs> and so, um, that just lets you know how hard that, that list is for me to, to finalize. But, um, yeah, um, that, that's a good one. So... <laughs> This next one is probably more you too, because I'm a person who sometimes I get so caught up in the big picture that I don't always look. I appreciate the little things, but once those moments are gone to me, I'm like on to the next. So I'm <laughs> interested to see what you think of your the biggest moments from the wind down. And as you talk about them, I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> because, you know, I'm a big picture type person. Like you tell me, you tell, I, I, I pay attention to the details of what I'm doing in a moment. But if you tell me you want something done, like it started with a text and you tell me, then I'm all about, okay, how do we get this done? And if it's something I'm interested in, then the next day I had, I, I was like ready. So yeah, let's see what you got. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, you, you, you just said it, but um, it started with a text message. <laughs> Um, I think that was significant because you remember, like, we basically spent the whole summer on the phone for hours, almost every day of the, like, work week, um, just watching the news and watching TV and, like, talking about what's going on and then giving our opinions. And then all of a sudden, like, it just went into sending a text message that, I mean, I guess I would be grateful on the fact that you're a person who gets gets shit done um because if it was anyone else and I said look we should start a podcast like we could definitely do this the other person would be like yeah yeah that's not a great idea and neither one of us would have done anything but when I told you that we should start a podcast you was just like okay let's start a podcast and you like went for it and I was just like anybody else we would not have gotten as far as we currently are so I do want to say that I appreciate your personality, Eddie, because <laughs> I appreciate uh, the fact that you get shit done because you you're you're definitely the backbone of this. Um, another thing is um, our love of BTS. I feel that the more that we talked about them, the more we made each other fall in love with BTS. Um, I do not think that I would still be as engrossed in the BTS world if it wasn't for the fact that every time I find out something new, I have to go and tell Eddie about it. <laughs> and like, you're actually interested, like, yo, tell me more. Like, what else? <laughs> so, and I'm just like, okay, so I have to keep into this BTS world because we're going to talk about this. Like, there's somebody that I can talk to about everything that I find out and she's actually going to listen to me and hear what I'm saying. So um, definitely um, multiple moments of that. Another moment 
was when you told me that you were team Logan and team Dean. Oh, for the Gilmore girls. <laughs> and I remember when you said that, I automatically wrote it down. Like, this is going in our end of year shows because I never thought that you would be team Dean and team Logan. Like, it just didn't cross my mind that that is who you would be cheering for. So that definitely hit me hard. It did. It did. <laughs> I remember when I told you I was team I remember I was met with silence and I'm like, oh, okay. And it was just one of those moments. And I'm like, hmm. And then you, and then you brought it up like 10 minutes later, wait a minute. Did you really just, yeah. Like, I think it was after the episode or something during the episode, there's just silence. And I'm like, okay. And moving on. And then I think after the episode, you're like, wait a minute, did I really hear you? Right. And I'm like, yeah, you did. That is exactly how it went. Like it was just, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, nah, she didn't just say what I think she said. I said, okay, maybe I just heard wrong. And then afterwards it registered in my head. I was just like, wait, hold up. She really just said that. Like, what? Yeah, um, I am. I'm sorry. No, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Um, I don't know. It's just something about me, I guess, where I, when I, I look earlier when you said you have a soft spot, one of my guilty pleasures is teen dramas and you know, um, YA romances, like I'll read some of the YA books, some of them are a little formulaic and a little too, you know, cutesy or whatever. But um, maybe it's just kind of recapturing that young love or some of the things I didn't necessarily experience during my youth. We're whatever. romantic I'll, that I'll take a psychiatrist. Yeah, it'll take a psychologist <laughs> to unpack all of that. Anyway, um, but yeah, so for reasons that maybe we'll talk about Gilmore Girls revival or something um, that we could get into uh, way too long for yeah, de- definitely. Um, um, and then just one one more moment that I think really um, really stood out for me um, was how different we are, <laughs> but yet like it worked. Um, because like I have down, like when I asked you, oh, do we add an hour or do we lose an hour? And your response every single time was fall back, spring forward. And I said, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do we gain an hour or do we lose an hour? And you would say again, fall back, spring forward. And I was just like, oh my God, like just tell me. (laughs) So like, it's moments like that, that we've had where like I'll ask a question and your response is so like above like my mindset. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I'm a nerd. I've always been like that. I I remember um going back to middle school, junior high school, my friends. Um they were like you scare guys off. No one wants to talk about the weather. No one wants to talk about the news. No one wants to talk about these things. And I'm like, well, why not? Those are the things I'm interested in. Like, you know, you read too much. Like, and my friends would always tell me, you've got to dumb it down. And I'm like, why? (laughs) So that's just always been my mindset. It's just, you know, I, I, yes, I am a child. I read dictionaries. I told you my dream set of books is I want to own a set of encyclopedias. And I know no one has encyclopedias anymore, which I'm going to find a set I'm of sure encyclopedias and just have them in my library. Um, the dream room in my dream house is a, is a book room. So, you know, just all those things. But um, 
I appreciate all those moments. I think our differences are what make it, make it work. They add they add a little something to it. If we agreed on everything, so it would boring. be boring. <laughs> um, and just going back to the started with a text, this was something I had been thinking about doing, but you know, I didn't want to do a podcast by myself because I hate hearing myself just talk. But when you said it, I was like, okay. And by the time we talked, and I guess you just thought, okay, because the text came kind of late at night, if I'm not mistaken. And I responded with, okay. And then I thought about it. And then by the time we talked, I had written like all this stuff down of what we should do. And I know with you, one of the things I've noticed is I am, if it's something I really want to do, I will get shit, I will get it done. And I'll write down a list and I'll be like, okay, and I'll have all these ideas and it overwhelms people sometimes. <laughs> and so I've learned that sometimes I have to, I have to give it to you in chunks because I don't want to overwhelm you. So when I was talking about the website and all this other stuff, you're like, whoa, slow down. Like, what the f-? and I know you're like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? That's exactly my thought. Like, she's really serious really, about this. And I feel like that's going to come up because we're doing, we're going to be doing an episode on like shit that got us through 2020. And that is definitely going to come up on like, Eddie goes full force, y'all. <laughs> and we'll talk about how. I do not. I am not a full force kind of person. <laughs> but um, but I think I really do appreciate the fact that at least she's full force. So, you know, it makes me have to, I get up slowly, but I slowly get up off my ass and like I have to start doing stuff, <laughs> but very, very slowly. But I do fully notice <laughs> at some point in life that, um, yeah, I need to be on that level. <laughs> Well, um, this has been great. Um, and we will, this is, you know, this was just a talk about some of our top things for 2020 um, and things that got us through this shit show, um, our top 10 list, which you can check out the full list on the popcornwindown.com. Um, we will be re- releasing those um, daily starting uh, later on next week. So check out the Instagram too at the popcorn wind down. Um, and Twitter, Popcorn Wine Down, um, so that you can uh, know which days uh, to be looking for which list. But um, that does it for this week's episode. Be sure to join us next week episode where we, for next week's episode, where we give out our, did we ever come up with a name for our awards? The Popcorns? The Wines? The Popcorn and Wines? Uh, join us next week for the Popcorn <laughs> and Wines say, Join us next week How's for the that? celebration. Like, because we're yeah, we're gonna definitely be pointing out the ones who were the most significant in certain categories. Right. So we're gonna talk about um, is this is probably a more in depth part of this list um, where we mention the c- categories and give out our awards. So until then, thank you as always for joining. And-